It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. You found the Crowley Show. We're your mom. Listen to you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina with me on site at the Carson City Saloon. Shirtless Tom back behind the glass in the studio. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. Fat Jack from the FatJackSports.com joins us now on the Crowley Show to handicap some of the weekend's games. Uh, Fat Jack, before we get into any of that, I'm moving, man. You got any living room furniture you can give me? I just threw a bed away. Um, we just got our uh, uh, we, we got rid of our condo in Chicago because my son got a really nice condo, and so we don't need he goes to the University of Chicago and plays football there, and so we had a condo in the north loop and, and we had an extra bed and i couldn't find anybody to get rid of it to take it so i just threw it away uh, Damn if you it. Want an extra, i know if you want an extra bed in your living room i would have been your guy <laughs> and you have somebody to go pick it up but uh, too late dollar late in the day short so uh no I'm, I'm out uh, but if you want winners to help pay for the bed or your buddy who uh would have 250 dollars to donate for your new bed you go to fatjacksports.com and get signed up uh, day basketball, we could have won him a couple hundred bucks already today with Oregon State this afternoon, a uh, World Dominion uh, in basketball. And 99 bucks for football, 149 football and basketball all the way through Monday, uh, or save money with those longer packages and everything text your cell phone or email to you. And uh, with, uh, of course, the holidays next Thursday, there's uh, basketball tournaments going all day. Uh, weekday during the day, football games going on, a great time to get signed up. At a great time to win. If you're not up by now, you're doing something wrong. So uh, go go get signed up at FatJackSports.com. It is a great time to to uh, get signed up and uh, win playing the games against the spread as uh, legalized sports gambling is sweeping the state of Pennsylvania. Fat Jack, I'm looking at this Sunday spread, and when I look at the Bengals-Ravens game, which is obviously important to the folks here in Pittsburgh given the AFC North, Baltimore is favored by four. They're at home, but there's – Questions about who's going to start at quarterback, whether it's Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson, who didn't practice yesterday, or it might even be RG3, who was the only quarterback to play yesterday in practice. How much does that affect the line, and does something like that just make you all out avoid the game altogether? Yeah, if you walk into any of the legalized sports books in the states and the legalized sports gambling, they will not let you bet on the game because of exactly that. So wow. that is not, that's only something that you guys can discuss on the air. But guys like me that have about $100,000 in their pocket that are getting ready to bet it on these games cannot put any of it on the Bengals-Ravens right now. Your $250 guy, if he can go bet with his bookie or whoever he's losing all of his money to, um, I'm sure he'll probably take it from him. But that's the only way you can bet that game right now because it's off the board at all casinos right now because they're still waiting to see who's going to start at quarterback because it, it matters. You know, it matters. Type things matter. You can bet on every other game uh, going on on Sunday and, and Monday night, but uh, that's the one right now that's off the board. Chiefs and Rams, Monday night, it's the game of the week, certainly. Uh, two 9-1 teams, best of teams in football, best in each conference, and the Rams are favored by three and a half. How much does the moving of the venue uh, change the spread in that game? And uh, I guess uh, a 
an add-on question would be if they were playing in that slop in Mexico. I mean, how much does that change it? And again, is that would that have been a game that you would stay away from because of such a thing? This thing's been a, a real uh, puzzling deal for the Sharps and, and actually the line setters also. I talked to a couple of the guys who set the lines, and what's been amazing about this: ninety percent of the money's on the Chiefs right now. Everybody's oh. betting the Chiefs. I mean, it's it's three and a half almost everywhere. Opened at four. When they reopen the line, it's down to three and a half and three in some spots, but everybody's betting the Chiefs. Now, Monday's a long way off, so we'll see what happens between now and then. The general public is going to get hammered again this week um, because it's a really tough games for guys that don't know what they're doing. But that's a lot of money. I mean, I guess people just don't think the Rams know what they're doing. The game's at home. It's in the Coliseum. And the Chiefs have been working like the last couple of weeks. They didn't cover against Arizona. Um, they were great early in the year against covering. But I do think that – I think people think that they can kind of turn it on when they want to. And the Mahomes is just on a different level for everybody else. Um, the matchup that I like with Kansas City, and, and right now I'm leaning toward them uh, to cover. And I, here's how I would attack that game. I would probably play Kansas City in the over because I think that Kansas City gets the 30. Um, Marcus, you know, remember Marcus Peters? That he he was with the Chiefs, so they let him go uh, when they had the opportunity to keep him, and he now plays for the Rams. And I think that they will take advantage of that of that um, of that matchup, and that's probably worth you know with Kansas City if they see a weakness with how many weapons they have offensively, they are so good right now at every position on offense. They will exploit that, and not just exploit it for yards, but points. And so you got to think, okay, well, that team's worth 21 and 24 by themselves, um, which is below their season average. If they get one, even one touchdown, no, now they're at 30. So they're going to cover the number and or go over if they get to 30. So you're not going to get hurt if you, if you play Kansas City in the over. But I don't like lining up with a $50 guy that knows nothing about the game as it relates to the number. And right now, and we'll see, I think it'll probably balance out there's a lot of guys that, you know, when desperation calls, they like the home team. They like the favorite. But people don't like having to fade Kansas City right now. Mahomes on a different level. He doesn't think the rules apply to him. The dude's putting ketchup on macaroni and cheese. I mean, and the guy's, <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely just on his own, own, own plane. So, uh, but right now, everybody's playing Kansas City. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't go with the Rams right now, but I, I'm not releasing the game yet. There's a lot of easy money going Saturday and Sunday that I'm going to handle first, and then we'll look at Monday night as it gets closer. Fat Jack of FatJackSports.com joins us here on the Crowley Show. 96% of bettors on a year-end basis lose money, be part of the 4%. Uh, when looking at college football this weekend, it is the SEC plays nobody weekend, uh, which means the Bama and Auburn, all those teams, they're playing crap teams like UMass, Georgia's playing. And Georgia's favored by 41. They're at home. Probably going to pull the starters fairly early in that game. When you see spreads that are 41 points, I mean, is that just to stay away, or or do you think ah, you might take that one? No, there's a couple of spots on Saturday where there's big numbers. One I'm going to take advantage of probably, and the other one I'd lay the number. Um, and I'm not saying I'm going to release these games, but a couple of games to look at. And by the way, we've gone over that 96% a bunch of times. And basically that means that if you're out there listening and you're betting, Look yourself in the mirror, and you're probably losing. And by November, that's not a fluke. You're going to lose every year. <laughs> so if you want to win, 
Go to FatJackSports.com. Every single play that every client gets is listed and posted and documented right there. When you sign up this weekend, you're going to get the same picks that everybody else gets, and those games that you get are then next Tuesday, next Monday night or Tuesday morning, going to be posted right there on the website for everybody in the world to see. And you're going to know you're getting the same picks as everybody else, and they're going to turn a profit, and you're going to know that we are the real deal. And that we're the very minimum, 100% transparent, and you're going to know if you bet the same amount in every game, you're going to make money. Because right now, you're losing. Most likely, you're, you are the 96%. And we, my clients, and the hundreds and hundreds of clients I have from all over the country, we're in the 4%. And I want you to win. Please come join us. We'd love to have you. But there, a couple of them to look at this weekend. Liberty is not just a bell. It's not just typically your, your typically bad team. All right, This team has some good players. The Sharps have been on this team all year long. They've covered a couple of, of, of games against good teams. They've beaten a couple of good teams. And they play Auburn getting almost 30 points. That game probably go up before kickoff. Look for them to stay within that number. I'm sure when Auburn scheduled this, they thought they were getting the powder puff. But Liberty's got a couple of long receivers that have very good hands. They'll score some points. And their defense is not horrible. Auburn's not going to run away and hide from anybody. And Liberty protects the ball pretty well. So that's a big number in that those SEC matchups. I would probably take those points. Um, another big number, I go ahead and lay the points. The Oklahoma Sooners playing Kansas. Kansas is lost. They have no coach. They're bad athletes. They're going to OU. Last year, at, before the game, the coin toss, they, they got these kids that wouldn't shake Baker Mayfield's hands. Crotch grab. Baker Mayfield, crotch grab, exactly. That whole thing that went on up there. That seems like it shouldn't matter. It's a petty deal. Honestly, Baker Mayfield and, and uh, the head coach at OU are very good friends. They stay in touch. And I promise you he will receive a text this week that says keep your foot on the gas against these kids. <sighs> and that will happen longer than you think. OU, could, they, they can't not score running the most basic plays in their offense. So there's going to be a front move through the Midwest about, about game time. It's going to be cold. Another reason why these Kansas kids will probably roll over and play dead anyway so I don't know how that game stays within 35 points. So that's a big number I'd go ahead and probably lay anyway. There's a bunch of reasons why that game gets out of hand, a la Clemson in the last few games where they've been up 50 at half. So uh, those are a couple of, reasons, couple of games where you got big numbers, take advantage of one, and go ahead and take the points for another. Syracuse against Notre Dame in Yankee Stadium. Please tell me Notre Dame is going to lose. Gosh, I wish I, I wish I could. I, 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 you're like a lot of people. If you're fans of anybody else, you, you want Syracuse to be the real deal here. My problem, and listen, I don't love this game. I'm not releasing it. Okay. And so these free games, I'm wrong a lot. You know, it's not like I making money is about knowing what you know. Yes. And then the rest of these, you know, I'm okay being wrong. If I don't put any money on it, who cares? All right, it's about knowing what you know. But here's my here's my argument for Notre Dame. Take it for what it's worth. Or against Syracuse, I can say, who's their best win? Who have they beaten that's really good? That's anywhere near as good as what Notre Dame is. And believe I'm the guy that's been undervaluing Notre Dame all year. Not a huge fan. I'm not Catholic. Nothing. I'm not like I love Notre Dame. I just I'm trying to find out why how Syracuse. This is a huge step up for them in competition. I love what they're doing. They're going the right direction. But the, the Clemson team they played with is not anywhere near what Clemson is now. The pit game, yeah, they turn the ball over three times. So you make excuses for that loss. But who's their best win? They're going outdoors. It's going to be harder to protect the ball. Notre Dame, say what you want. They're battle-tested. They've, they've beaten some pretty good teams. 
They played the tough teams. If the quarterback's pretty healthy, there's a reason why this number's double digits. I listen. I'm like you. I, I don't love Notre Dame. I think they're, they've been overvalued all year. But I think I think the number's about right. I could see them winning by double digits or maybe even more. And I can't make a case because I don't know who Syracuse is beaten that I can kind of hang my hat on. So I, I would lean toward Notre Dame. Last thing here for you, Fat Jack, and not necessarily about a game that's on the schedule, but who do the Sharps think has the best chance? Who do you think has the best chance, as you're one as well, uh, to beat Alabama? Or who would who would have the lowest point spread uh, against Alabama? Well, we don't have to guess on this because I'm I, I'm I have contacts and I've talked to detail with the guys who set the line. Uh, you can actually bet right now if you want to bet. Oklahoma, or excuse me, um, Alabama versus Clemson. Um, if they play in the finals, the, the Superbook of Westgate has a number, the eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Alabama's eight-and-a-half-point favorite. You can bet right now that's the closest number that anybody would be against Alabama is eight-and-a-half. If they don't play in the finals, then you're at the refund. Even if they play in the semis, it doesn't count. So that's the closest one. If they play Michigan, they're a 14-point underdog. If they play Notre Dame, it's 17. If they play uh, Central Florida, it's 31 and a half. You could put uh, Ohio State somewhere in the 17 to 21 point range. So um, that's that's where the, basically Las Vegas and the line setters believe. That's how much better they think Alabama is. Uh, it's also interesting to see where they put uh, Tua versus if they have to go to the other quarterback. He's really valuable against some of these teams. Uh, in a, a semifinal game uh, versus the final. So he's as much as an eight-point favorite in some of the games uh, and a lot more valuable in the playoff versus the SEC championship game. So you, we get into some of that if we have more time. But basically they're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Clemson, and that's the closest one. Everybody else, it's double digits and then some. Love it, Fat Jack. Kick some ass this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Guys, go get them. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Get signed up. 99 bucks, everything through Monday. Yeah, I don't think we're doing a show next Friday, actually. So we might talk to you the week after. But happy Thanksgiving to you, too, my friend. And we'll talk in a couple of weeks. All right, brother. Take care. You, too. That's Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. I bet you he could fit 15 of my new houses in his house. Uh, I, I would imagine that that's the kind of money that he's throwing around right now. Yeah, he's 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 got, like, some condos hanging out. Like, he's moving condos. Yeah, it sounds yeah. successful. Crowley's moving into a new house. He's moving condos around. Yeah. That's the <laughs> difference between our two lives right there. The money that he could put down for a down payment, he could just pay for my house well, straight dude, up. When you when you get the phrase, I'm a $100,000 better, yeah. you know, you're just walking around with that he's kind worth? of... If, if you're throwing a hundred k around uh, on a given game, I mean, what do you think you're worth? And he's not throwing it around because he knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm only putting it in terms of like my, like how I would be. Like to throw a hundred grand away, I'd need at least a couple million in the bank, ready to go. At, at least, least five at million. the very least, yeah, five, five million is probably the best. Five yeah. million. And he's confident, and he knows what he's doing, and he makes money year over year. And that's that's just it. He knows he's going to make money year over year, so. It's not just about that $100 bet. It's about every single bet he's made over the course of the year, and he's going to come out on top. My God, I wish I had that kind of money. I wish I could convince my wife to let me bet, and I wish I could convince my wife to let me go through fast. See, yet. the problem with you is every week you'd be betting that West Virginia wins. Yep. Like, no exactly. matter what happened, it'd be like, I can't West bet against him. Yeah, I can't bet against him. Dana wouldn't want me to bet against him. Dana's probably betting on him himself. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. 
It's a violation. Pete Rose going on now. Yeah, but he's only betting on West Virginia to win. He's not tanking, you know? It's same Pete Rose stuff. That's true. Yeah, Pete <laughs> Rose, I mean, totally victimized. Never never should have gotten in trouble. Yeah. Coming up next, Paul Dog, maybe. Is that even something I should tease? Do people even want to listen to that anymore? We've kind of put together something for you. We I, have. It, there's a little bit of the... Uh, so we're, we're putting a mechanism on Paul Dog that will shut Paul Dog down in case it is not going as good as we think it should go. And sometimes the raps are a little long-winded. I mean, I'm not trying to listen to a Leonard Skinner song here, you no, know? Nothing like Enigata DeVita 25 minutes long or anything. So if it does get kind of slow, if it does go too long, we've, we've, we've taken measures to stop it. And we'll tell you what those measures are next. And it's also the great unsponsored. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Tis the Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. I Got this tweet from Michael at underscore Adam Crowley. Let's call Paul Dog's segment what it is. It ain't rap. It's beat poetry at best. That's what it is. It's a more spoken word, maybe. He says someone grabs some bongos and embrace a madness. Oh, I like that. Well, here's what we're going to do. I always wanted to learn how to play the bongos. Brian's got a buzzer here at Carson City Saloon. I've got a buzzer here at Carson City Saloon. Tom back in studio has got a buzzer. And if Paul Dog gets a little long-winded, buzz him. We buzz him. That's just the reality. Paul Dog's great. They're always funny. They're always topical, but sometimes they go a little too long. Yeah. So we are giving Paul Dog the opportunity to continue with his spoken word poetry. And be honest, guys. If you buzz him, own up to it, okay? Be yeah, the, sure. Be the of one course. that tells people that you were the one that buzzed him off, okay? Of course. Right. Yeah, sure. Paul Dog joins us now. I mean, geez, Tom, what do you think? We'd lie? I don't know. I'm just making sure. Paul Dog. Mr. Crowley. Do you understand the terms now, my friend? I do. Yeah. Uh, wow. We this love you, Paul. Dog. I agreed. Yeah, I and you know what, Paul? I, like I got to say yeah. this. My wife loves me to death. <laughs> Sometimes you're in the middle of stuff, you know. There's there's a little sexualness going on. Wait a minute. How what are you doing? doing? What are you, Where are we what? going with this? I'm trying to be analogous here. I'm trying to tell Paul Dog how I feel now about it. Now you're using big words. I'm trying to what? be an analogous? What is Sometimes an things are going on with your lady, right? And it's great, but they're just tired and want to get over with it. And that's kind of where I am with Paul Dog in well, some that, of these spoken yeah, words. That in, in a week okay, where yeah. you had the greatest Lev Bell analogy of all time, you come back with the worst analogy of Not all time. Wait a second. Not I think just it's a, a great week. analogy. Not just a week where he had that analogy, Brian. A day after that analogy. He oh. couldn't wait 24 hours to make a terrible analogy. Let me let me fix your analogy up here. Yes. It's, it, what this is, Paul Dog, is this is like Crowley's wife. Sometimes she loves him to death, but sometimes Crowley... Like, might just keep talking, and she has to tell Crowley to shut up, like during a TV show or something. And it doesn't mean there's any less love. It just means she wants Crowley to shut up for the moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I think we uh, Netflix and chilled for a bit and kind of, <laughs> you know, and did a little, you know, did a little tango. But, uh, Some hand stuff. And, 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 and somehow I survived to week 11, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, the honeymoon's over. It doesn't mean the marriage is over. It just means the honeymoon's yeah. over, Paul. Don't. But yeah, let's remember this. The Steelers are six, two, and one, and I'm not saying I'm responsible for that. But come on now, that's, yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? There's a correlation there, Paul. Dog. There is just like there's an inverse correlation with Tom's songs and the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> what do you got for us today, Paul? Dog Steelers Jags Sunday one o'clock. Well, this is the last. This is the last thing I want to say about Lev Bell. Uh, everyone's getting it wrong. The guy does not want girly money. He says he doesn't want girly money. He wants manly money. Okay? Let's do this. Buzz. That was close to the yeah. buzzer. Buzz. That was close. That was close. And also, I want to say, hey, what's up, Landry Jones? See you on the sideline. Buzz. Okay, Jacksonville. Oh, this Sunday, I think I'm going to put them steaks on the grill. Old ASC Central sounds ancestral, E.T., extraterrestrial. The only NFL team in Florida that doesn't wear orange. Hey, man, it's not Goldilocks, the one only eating your porridge. And this has nothing to do with what happened last year. Old rivals written in tribal, inside old Bibles. Battles won, some lost. Names start to disappear. Fournette. Think you're all set? It's you that we're about to torment. Miles Jack, Nick Mac, Paddywhack. JC's going to make your ankles crack. J- Jalen Ramsey. AB's going to turn you into a mummy and make you look like a pansy. Coastal <laughs> yeah. City, Jacksonville. Sounds more like Atlanta's landfill. Back <laughs> off, kid. You were only born in 95. Still City. Gonna attack you because you just mess with our beehives. Freaking jag offs. Peace. That's what I was talking about. Oh my god, that's like Joe Flacco in the playoffs. I didn't expect it. You rose to the occasion. My goodness, Paul Dog. That was was a job. That was the best one yet. Wow. Good job, Paul Dog. Hey, six, two, and one. Atta boy. Hey. Make him two and one, right? Yeah. Hey, thanks for it, buddy. Next week, hey. we didn't get the buzzer out. We might have to next week, but I'm feeling like you're Ooh. trending up. Woo! Take it <laughs> easy, Buzz. Later, Paul Dog. Guys. Wow. Wow. Guys. No one expected that, right? Guys. No, not at all. Not even I, close. No, uh-uh. I, I had my hand on oh his my buzzer. Oh, my God. I was, re- I was almost ready to not let him get to it by not buzzing him. Did, he not only didn't get buzzed, I was talking to the guy I paid to do the stars, and he was impressed with that, too. I mean, wow. this is crazy. Nice. He's like a wolf in the wilderness. That, oh, no. Here comes another analogy. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, we went out oh there, God. and we grabbed, <laughs> and we pulled in, and it had all the raw ability, and we have now domesticated that bitch. All right, that's all right. It's not but, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Yes? What time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Now, on Fridays, I liken this segment at 520. Before we hear from Tony Baselli who is a former Jacksonville Jaguar, was rated one of the best players to never make the Hall of Fame. He'll join us next. Woo! What I like to do is pick the games that aren't good enough to be our actual picks of the game. Before we get into those picks, boys, 
Les Miles coming in to be the head coach at Kansas. And it's not interesting, I think, from any standpoint because of the program he's going to, because Kansas is atrocious. What's interesting to me is that he goes from one of the cushy jobs in all of college football, one of the places with the best recruiting base. You've got Louisiana, which is a great high school football state. You've got Texas right there. You're real close. you got Bama. You're in a great recruiting area. He goes from there, winning a national championship, nine win seasons, to going to Kansas, which has no recruiting pool, which isn't even the best program in the state because you've got Kansas State, which is better, in a conference where you've got powerhouses in Oklahoma and Texas and West Virginia, where <laughs> no. you're going from literally the top of the top, other than Bama, all the way down to nobody's questioning the lowest of the low. So his mindset is a badass mindset. I've been out of football. You know what? It wasn't that hard at LSU. I get all the recruits. You got Bama there, which kind of pooped on my parade. Now I'm going to go to Kansas. That's ballsy. That's gutsy. That's hot. That's badass. Now, I don't think he's going to work out there because, A, it's Kansas, and, B, because, well, let's face it, he runs a 1945 offense. It's almost like he should coach Army. <laughs> That's the greatest sponsor football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! We'll get to my picks that don't matter in a bonus edition of the Great and Sponsor Football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined at 6 o'clock. Tony Baselli next to give us a scouting report on the Jacksonville Jags. It's a Crowley show. He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Live at the Carson City Saloon, it is the Crowley Show. Brian LaMartina on site with me, shirtless Tom, back in the studio. Steelers and Jags this weekend. The Steelers trying to exact a little measure of revenge against the Jags uh, as they lost twice to them last year, were throttled once, and really the playoff game, I mean, they got punched in the mouth early. Joining us now to discuss is former Jag and a member of the Jacksonville radio team. He is... Tony Baselli. Tony, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, thanks for having me. If you had to say what the biggest difference between this year's team and last year's team is, as far as Jacksonville's concerned, uh, what would it be? Well, I think, you know, defensively last year they had a, one of those years that's hard to repeat where, you know, 33 turnovers. I think they scored eight defensive touchdowns, 55 sacks. I mean, they were just – I mean – not only were they good on points, giving up points and, and uh, yardage, but they scored points. They gave short fields to the offense. And this year, they're good still. I mean, they're a top-five defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really good. And, but they're not that generational good. And, and I, think, I think people around the team knew that, you know, it was going to be hard to repeat the effort they did defensively last year. But they, I think most of us thought offensively they'd be much better. And uh, the, the trend of – Blake, the Blake Bortles was on and the offense was on the second half of the year was going to carry over into this year. And it hasn't. And not only has it not stayed the same as last year, it's gone backwards. You know, they're turning the ball over. Uh, they are not running the ball. They're, they were one, number one in the league last year. They're 26th this year. Uh, kind of their formula 
of the way they want to play football, great defense, run the ball. They haven't been able to do and Because of it, they're not very good. Would you say that the inability to run the ball is more on, I guess it's probably both, but more on the offensive line being banged up or about Leonard Fournette not being around? Well, it's always both. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette was back last week. He only averaged 2.2 yards a carry. And, yeah. You know, watching the film, I thought there were some runs out there that he missed. You know, and that could be just rust, you know, missing a lot of time. Uh, and so it's always both. I mean, a uh, good offensive line helps a, a back, you know, get those, you know, extra yards, and a great back makes an offensive line look better. And so it's not one or the other ever. It's, it's a group effort. And, and add into there the tight end. Um, they lost Mercedes Lewis in free agency if they didn't sign him. Um, they made some changes on the tight end. Those guys are hurt now. And so they're working with their, you know, third, fourth, and fifth tight ends. They can't block the edge very well, so it makes it tough to run the ball. Is there anybody at the wide receiver position that should scare Steelers fans? Um, I wouldn't lose sleep if I was them. <laughs> um, a couple young guys I really like. I really like D.D. Westbrook, second-year player. I think he has a chance to be a good player. Yeah. And then the rookie, D.J. Chark, is probably a year away. But he's a speedster. He can run. Um, I think he has a chance. Um, but no one that's going to keep you up at night. I mean, they don't have not even close to Antonio Brown. They don't even, they don't even have Juju Smith-Schuster on this team. Is the Blake Bortles clock starting to tick maybe a little bit louder? Well, it can tick all once. He's going to be here next year. I mean, he he has uh, $16.5 million of dead cap money if they let him go. So, I mean, he's going to be on this roster. Now, that doesn't mean they might go draft a quarterback or try to make some uh, moves to bring competition in, but he's the quarterback for this year, the rest of this year, and probably next year. See, he's the second leading rusher. That gave the Steelers problems last year. Uh, certainly in the playoff game, he was able to make some things happen with his feet. When is Blake Bortles thriving? Uh, what do the conditions need to be for Blake Bortles to uh, play his best football? Well, I think he's at his best when they have good when they're balanced. You know, he's not a guy that I, I think you're going to drop back. You know. 45-plus times and say, we'll go win the game for us. But he is a good quarterback when you have a good balance. Uh, he's going to threaten you in the pocket with his feet if it breaks down. He's big. He's tough. You know, he's really, you know, he, he can extend plays. But you have, to, you have to have a run game to complement him. And if you can get that going, I think you're fine. Was the Dante Fowler loss a big one for this team? Oh, uh, no. I don't think so. I mean, he had a sack. Wasn't doing much. Uh, I think maybe there's some off-the-field stuff that was a little bit of a distraction. They were not going to sign him next year. So, you know, get what you can. I, I, I just don't think it's, it affects him overall that much. Tony Baselli joining us here on the Crowley Show. Do you think that the Jalen Ramsey uh, slander tour, the GQ magazine, things like that, uh, kind of lend motivation uh, to the other side? I mean, you, you've been there, certainly. I mean, how, how much bulletin board material actually matters at the NFL level? Um, not a lot. I mean, I think it was unnecessary. I think it, I think more than anything, it puts a target on your back so when things aren't going well, the media and all the fans and everyone's going to remind you of it. But, you know, as far as I, I'm, I've been one always, that bulletin board material is fine. And, yeah, it can maybe get you a little bit of an extra edge, you know, and maybe want to go after an individual guy a little bit more. Um, but is that going to determine the game wins and losses? Probably not. You know, I mean, and so it can give a little bit of motivation. It can add a you know another chip on the shoulder of a team you're playing. You never want to help them, give them anything extra. 
So I, I think, you know, you got to be careful. The thing I didn't like about it, I just, and Jalen's a great player. He really is. Uh, I just don't, I, I see no place to be disrespecting other guys. If you want to talk yourself up and, and what you can do, I'm fine with it. That's fun. Fans like it. It's good stuff. I just don't know why you'd be disrespectful to anyone else. Tony, you've been around, uh, certainly with the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, I was talking with my buddy today uh, who does a show here in Pittsburgh, Wes Euler, and the Jag-Steelers rivalry, I, I think there's one actually there that it's not its not a division rivalry. It's not Steelers versus Patriots. It's not Colts versus Patriots. It's not what the Seahawks and 49ers were. But, I mean, these teams have a storied history of playing against one another, and no team had ever beaten the Steelers uh, twice in a year at Hind, or at home uh, since the Jags did in 2007. Uh, they, of course, did it last year. It seemed like the, the two franchises do have a nice little rivalry going. Well, listen, I, when I played, we were in the uh, AFC Central. I mean, it was the Steelers were in our division. Um, they were. It was a rival game. It was a big game every year. We went back and forth for years of, you know, one of the, uh, us two teams winning the division. Um, and so there is something there. I, th- I think, especially for you know guys like me who, who played back when we were in the same division. And, and since then, just the way the schedules worked out, there's been some matchups in the playoffs, and I think that's added to that. Um, it's funny you bring it up. It was one of the big disappointments for me when they changed the Jaguars changed divisions because I thought there was something there was there was like a, there was a really good mix because if you look back to that division, it was you know it was the, us, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Steelers, and all were pretty good teams at that time really good and there were great games it was one of the toughest divisions in all football and uh, when they broke that up i just i know i was disappointed for the jaguars and i think a lot of fans because they loved i mean playing the steelers was a big deal steelers is one of the storied franchises of this league and and uh it's fun playing against teams like that i think steelers fans will always remember tommy maddox throwing a ball to mathis returning it for a touchdown uh things like that the guy who sticks out in my mind for whatever reason is stroud uh, just a son of a bitch to try to run the football against. And and the games always seem to be really physical. Uh, Tony, I was curious uh, when we were able to get you on the show, uh, what do you think just uh, about the game in general, how it's evolving, and particularly offensive line play uh, in, in the league? Uh, we were discussing this uh, the other day, but you know, defensive linemen, they rotate. But I don't know if you can in the offense in in, in the NFL on offensive line because I, I just don't know how many good players are coming up from college that are ready to go immediately. Yeah, there's just so many big. There's not. There's just so many big, athletic, strong people in this world, and you know, and so you kind of split them between the offensive and defensive linemen. And a little bit better athletes, the big, strong, athletic guys go on defense and the little bit less go on the offense. <laughs> you kind of battle each other. But there's only so many of those in the world. And offensive line is a harder position to play than defense um, because of the technique and and all the things that go into it. You know, you're going backwards instead of forwards all the time. I mean, you know, where defense is a reactionary, you know, reactionary position, you know, football, I mean, offensive line is a little bit different. So, it, you know, it's just, uh, is the offensive line play as good as it used to be? I don't think so. I think it's partly because of the college game, the way they teach it. And I think also when they changed the CBA and they limited the reps that a guy could get at, for all positions, I think it affected the offensive line the most. It's hard to develop guys. It's hard to prepare guys because you, so, you don't get very many reps to do it. And, 
and offensive line's a rep position. I think that's why where you see throughout the year the play gets a little bit better for those guys who can stay healthy. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, the game overall, I think it's as popular as ever. Do I like it as much, you know, selfishly? No. I like, you know, I think some of the rules are a little bit much of how we, how much we protect the quarterbacks and, you know, some of these tackling rules. And, I mean, I saw that Quentin Nelson got a $26,000 fine oh, for block he made. I mean, you gotta be kidding me! It was a great block. I mean, I, I mean, give me a, a break. That's. I mean, when you start penalizing and finding good football plays, I just have a problem with that. But um, you know, it's a fine line. Uh, listen, I'm in the minority. The fans love it. Game people are watching the game a lot at record levels, and and uh, it's good. It's a great game still. Uh, I just probably liked it a little bit more before the rules. Tony, I'm sure when guys lined up against you, they thought, ah, oh, son of a gun, i got to go up against Baselli this week. But any players that were lining up against you that you thought, oh, my God, my Monday's going to suck because I'm going against this guy on Sunday? Yeah, no, I didn't think that way very much. But I'll tell you what, I, the one thing, and I think it helped me, is every time I lined up on Sunday, I was worried about who I was playing against. So, you know, I never – That's good. Yeah, I just, don't, I just don't think you can take it for granted. I mean, there's so many great players. I mean, yeah, I mean – had great battles with Bruce Smith and, you know, uh, Michael McCrary, you know, guys like that, uh, you know, Derek Thomas, you know, yeah, those are, those are all-time John Randall. They're all-time greats. And, and, but, you know, you start thinking about guys, name, like a guy like Chad Brown, the old Steeler. He was a pain in my rear end. I mean, you got to be kidding me. And, you know, if you ask people, you know, all-time great pass rushers, Chad Brown's thing's probably not going to come up. It should. I mean, he's a great pass rusher for the Steelers. Um, you know, you, so you go down the list of, you know, players that, you know, you better be ready to play. You know, you know, every week for me it was, you know, be ready, otherwise you're going to get embarrassed. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Bruce Smith or some guy no one's ever heard of. You know, you got to be ready to play because they're in the NFL for a reason. Tony, uh, this week and really for the last five weeks, Steelers' offensive line has been a big topic of conversation because of how well they've been playing and, uh, I know Pro Football Focus has them the number one offensive line in the NFL. I don't ever know how much stock I put in that, but uh, I guess I put a little bit in it. But the eyes tell you. I mean, when you look at the tape of, of the Steelers coming in to play Jacksonville, uh, compared to the tape of some of the teams they've played, how good do you think the Steelers' offensive line is? You know, I, so individually, you know, I think the Castro and Pouncey, I mean, those guys are really top top end. You know, but the rest of the guys, you know, individually, the rest of the guys, I'm not, I don't think you're going to be, you know, jaw-dropping, oh, my gosh, they're amazing players. But then you turn the tape on, and all, how the five of them play together is, like, remarkable. They're in, they're in, you know, communication. They really work well together. They help each other out. They cover each other. They do good. They're great on the combo blocks. They get to the next level, uh, linebacker level. I mean, they're just, it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, it's more – you know, it's not as much as the old Steelers football, where it's like you know downhill three point stance, you know, power football. It's you know they're they're a spread offense. You know, they spread things out a lot. Um, a lot of it's out two point stance. You know, some of it's more position blocking, but they're still physical in the way they do it, um, and they're really athletic. I, I, I take my hat off. I think Mike Munchak is one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. I think he should be a head coaching him. It's up to me if, was, if you want my opinion. I think he's that. You know, you just watch how he gets people to play. Um, and so they're a fun unit to watch. I don't really care what Pro Football Focus says. Um, I don't. I don't quite. I don't understand the grades. Uh, what they how they give guys. I'm sure. I'm sure that makes sense to somebody, just not me. It's a, they're wildly successful in what they do in their website. Um, I go by what I watch and, and, and kind of 
and in the production that they get. They get production. They protect the quarterback. They run the ball. It's a good offensive line. Tony, thank you so much for spending time with us on this Friday. I think Steelers fans would say, Mike Munchak, yeah, it'd be nice if he's a head coach. Maybe pay him like a head coach to stay the offensive line coach. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, maybe we'll see you on Sunday. Sounds good. Take care. That's Tony Baselli, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar, and he is now a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars radio network. I am not going to see him Sunday. Uh, I don't know why he I keep did it doing again. that. He's doing he it did it regardless. Again. You're not going to be anywhere near Jacksonville. I'm just trying to cut it up with a buddy here, man. I mean, that's it. Tony well, and I. What if Tony's walking around Jacksonville looking for Adam Crowley? Hey, I was Crowley this... sent an invite out. Yeah, hey, I was on this great radio show on Friday. I was I was trying to like, find him, say hello to him, maybe get a bite to eat. Where is he? Do you guys see him anywhere? Oh, he never comes down to Jacksonville. He never goes to games, Tony. In all honesty, you may have done that at the end. I'm glad at least you did not ask him for any help with your new house. <laughs> I mean, Baselli can afford it. And he's a be a great mover, too, I <laughs> no, think. No. See, that's what I'm waiting yeah. for. Yeah. More Wait. of a great run blocker, so I think he'd be good at pushing couches up the stairs as opposed to taking the couch, come down the stairs. Wait, that's <laughs> not tonight, is it? That's not why we're coming over tonight. Oh, you think he, like, trapped us into a party to, like... I mean... See, Tom, I think he's smarter than that. What this is right here is the, the prelude to it all. He invites uh, us over once, so it seems like a normal thing. Because he never does this. So he invites us over, and then the next time, hey, let's do this again. But the next time, uh, there's moving straps and dollies and it's the long moving play. trucks. Yeah, the long yeah. con. I see. Yeah. He's on to me. Coming up next, it's a bonus edition of the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. And I'll tell you why the Steelers of this year are better than last year's Steelers. It's a Crowley show.